Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to season two, episode one of the GZ Chop Shop. Guys, this is going to be an amazing episode. We are going to cover things from the Xbox Series X to Pokemon Direct and a couple few things in between. It's going to be an amazing episode. It's also going to be a little bit different because I think for the first time, it's just going to be me and, and Burn X today. So this is no, nah, it's not this the is little, first, but it's been a while. You sure? It's, I, yeah, yeah it's, no. it's, it definitely has been episode a while. Episode two was just the two of us, if I remember right. Oh, wow. That's how long it's been, guys. So if you don't, yeah. if you guys haven't been keeping up, we've done, oh, honestly, actually over 20 episodes of this podcast uh and it has been a phenomenal 20 episodes guys and it's so good to be back i'm excited but before we get into everything i do want to say i had the great honor today of actually being the interviewee on the upcoming podcast of a good friend of ours, a good friend of the show, Nakia Nightshade. She has a podcast coming out called Some Like It Hot. And I had the honor of being her first her first guest on the show. I know why Bernie's chuckling. I know why he's chuckling. I, I, but, yeah, I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was a, it was it was actually a very thought provoking uh, podcast. We we covered a lot of stuff. We got to talk about politics. We got to dive into being streamers and, and content creators, and and it was just an all around amazing conversation. It was a great interview. It it was uh it was actually very awesome being on her show. Um, you guys will actually be able to catch that very first episode well at the time that this gets posted it will be the past tuesday uh but if you're listening on patreon it'll be this upcoming tuesday so Hmm. guys make sure you check it out keep an eye out for it some like it hot i'm going to be spamming the heck out of that podcast she was amazing to talk with uh and guys I, i can't give her enough praise Please, please, please make sure you check out that podcast and you get to hear me from the other side. I was actually in the hot seat. And if you want to hear some five of her, was it five hot questions or five spicy questions for me? You guys got to listen to that podcast. You might learn a thing or two about me. <laughs> it was some good questions. I mean, there's some good questions. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know a lot about you where you some probably questions. knew three of the five. You probably knew three of the five of the to, to, of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But without further ado, let's let's get into it. Let's kick things off with talking about the uh, Xbox 
Series X. The disappointed bastard of a system that it's going to be. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Man. No. So the thing with the Series X, right? Just in case no one's actually officially heard anything about it. Series X has been announced. It's coming out. The stats on the system are ridiculously great. It's basically your modern day gaming PC in the form of a console. However, comma, the big fuck you to all gamers, Xbox has announced they will not have any exclusive content on launch for their system. Meaning, what would be the point of buying the system at launch? Other than you're either yeah. A, a gaming hobbyist and you might collect systems at launch, but if you're one of those gaming hobbyists, you always have to have that little blip of a thought in the back of your mind like, hey, is this system going to crash like most launch day systems or have some kind of bug like most launch day systems, right? B, you're a diehard Xbox fan and you're like, fuck it, I don't care. It's going to update the graphics. But if you're really that concerned about your graphics being updated, you might have bigger problems to worry about. <laughs> because let's be honest here, most people don't have the TV or the monitor capable to truly uphold whatever their system's output is naturally supposed to be at, right? Or they have an HDMI cable that's naturally not maxed right? No, not a lot of people go out of their way to buy top of the line everything for day in terms of the viewership of their system, right? Yeah. Now, the good thing they announced about their whole exclusive package is all the exclusives that are going to be on the Xbox Series X within like I want to say they said the first year or so will be on the Xbox mm-hmm. One. It will be backwards compatible. But again, like I said, what would truly be the point for the listeners out here there to buying the Xbox Series X if one, they're not coming out with any new games that would be exclusive to that system, right? You already yeah, just hurt your sales right the there. Power. Yeah. You have yeah. nothing uh, new to do with your totally system. Agree. Yeah, I totally agree because everybody knows uh, when a series, when a system drops, there's usually an exclusive not far behind it uh, to that system, and that's what helps sell the system i mean um if i remember correctly with the ps4 we had the kill zone shadowfall uh and i think for the xbox one one of their fours <laughs> games shadow, was one of their exclusives Shadowland or some shit like that yeah it was i think it was kills um, shadowfall so it was a while ago there was another uh, 18 something 18 yeah, I think you that came along a little bit later, but it was an exclusive. I had the game. <laughs> that game was so ridiculously oh. short, and then the sequel got scrapped. So there was no point in keeping it because there was zero replayability to it. There was nothing extra to the game. Uh, but yeah, launching a, a system without exclusives, I wouldn't. I would say in this day and age is more detrimental than helpful. Now, granted having backwards compatibility goes a long way because everybody has been wanting backwards compatibility uh, f- across the board 
since PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, they've been wanting backwards compatibility. And there was the select PlayStation 3s that had backwards compatibility. And then they took them you off had the market. The first two generations of the PS3, you have yeah. backwards compatibility. The first gen, you didn't have to download a program for. The second gen, you had to download this program for for it to be backwards compatible. PS4 scrapped PS3 too. Yeah. PS4 scrapped the idea because they said, well, there's two reasons. They said people don't really want to go back for nostalgia, which they were proven wrong with. And mm-hmm. they said the technology costs more to place into the system and it would cause them to raise prices. I'm skeptical on that answer, but hey, I'm not the gaming executive, right? Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. with both systems, they have announced they will have backwards compatibility. PS5 has been rumored to have complete backwards compatibility all the way to the PS1. So if you're one of those fans, like myself, that's like, ooh, I could go back and play like Rival Schools. Or I could go back and play um, what's another PlayStation exclusive game they had? Hmm. Are we talking the, for the Star PS4? Gladiator. No, no. PS1. Oh, oh, like that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're like, saying uh, yeah. True Native can go all the way back to PS1, which is something that Dark, do Dark Stalkers love to Xbox. Yeah. So, like, it's looking like a good year for systems. However, comma, without that exclusive content on the Xbox Series X, I don't see it going so great at launch, right? Yeah. Also, I'm sure that the, the sales will still thing. be good, though. Well, I won't say good. The sales will still be there. You're not taking away their sales. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. However, comma, I think a lot more people are going to be annoyed at the fact, hey, I can't play this game, or I don't get anything new to truly, like you stated, show off the power of the system. What is the point? Mm -hmm. Whereas you can save your money, keep your Xbox One, just purchase the game that you want to play on the Xbox Series X on the Xbox One. Yeah, I feel what they're going to do is... uh... They're probably going to reveal more features as the holiday season rolls around that will oh, entice people. They probably don't want to they probably don't want to do it now because, you know, it's a lull. They they got it out there. They got it in people's minds. They know people know it's coming now. And right now, as we're talking like, OK, well, what's going to be the point? Uh, what they're going to want to do is they're going to want to drive sales in a short amount of time. They're going to want to try to make as much money in as little of a window as possible. So what they will do is they're going to wait until probably a month before, maybe two months. I give it two months. And then they're going to go, oh, by the way, Xbox Series X does this. And then that's when people are going to go, oh, shit, I need one. And then they're just going to see the sales skyrocket because right now we're going to enter a lull period. The beginning of the year, you get a few games, but about summertime ish, it kind of simmers out. You know, right. uh, everybody gets the new games before summer. They're playing those games through the summer and the summer, everything lulls down. And they're probably looking at it from multiple standpoints because the Series X, the PS5, they're supposed to be uh, streamer friendly. So with right. them being streamer friendly, 
they're looking at the seasons that streamers peak and that the lull seasons as well. So they don't want to introduce all these features until they know that right before the season of streamer at their peak, which is towards the end of the year, uh, those are the people they're also trying to target. So not only they try to target your your normal gaming consumer, which is you and me, they're also trying to target the streamers. They're trying to target the the online entertainers. That's even a that's that's making their market even bigger. And the best way to drive that sale is to wait until people are looking to upgrade their equipment, and then you come right. in and you go, oh hey, by the way. This will do this for you if you're a gamer. This will do this for you if you're a streamer, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you know people are going to go crit. They can rate. They can sell it at the full price that they want to sell it before they drop it in about what on average three years, six months. No, no. They usually six, so so prices usually drop right when it first comes out. It's usually the high rated price, right? So usually Uh I have a feeling both these systems are going to be like $700 systems, right? Don't foresee them going Uh lower than that. Would it be nice if it's like a $500 system? Of fucking course. However, comma, I don't see that happening. I see them gouging the hell out of the prices, right? Um, Yeah. You get in most systems, you're usually released during holiday, right? Mm -hmm. So... Black Friday is usually like right before Black Friday is usually when they drop so that they can get kids on Christmas and shit like that. Right. Then yep. you fast forward to about April, May time frame, you get that first initial price cut. And it's not much of a cut. It's usually like 50 bucks or so. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you fast forward another six months and you go to the next holiday. That's when it's dropped down from $100. So $100 less than launch. Right. Then roughly you wait about two to three years and that's when they have that midlife upgrade. So yep. the base model that we all end up getting when it's first initially launched drops down about two to three hundred dollars, right? That midlife yep. upgrade model. Yep. That midlife upgrade model will usually be about a hundred to hundred and fifty dollars more than the base model. Then give it about another year. They're going to drop a thinner version of that one, right? Always, always. They're already working. I'm sure they're already working on it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are. It's sleek. It's compact. It's easier to carry. We're worried about you Mm -hmm. carrying your systems all around. Like, no, no, you're not. Yeah, because you would start with that. You already, yeah, you would start with that. That's the case. I mean, you you did it with, you did it, it it began with the era of, I want to say, it began with the PlayStation 2. It began in that era. It's it's been going since it was, that. Yeah, it was sixth gen console. It was the sixth gen console yeah. or fifth gen. I think PS2 was fifth gen. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But so, yeah. So PS2 was yeah, the first they culprit. The, mm-hmm. And then they just they they ran with it. So in, when it first started, I saw it as originally being, hey, let's make this more convenient. I believe in the beginning it started that way. Let's actually make this more convenient. People want to carry it around. People are taking their consoles to each other's houses because that was before internet gaming became a big boom. Now we're yeah. in the era of internet gaming. Most people don't need to take their consoles everywhere, except maybe like if they're going on a trip or whatever. So it's not like they didn't already know that smaller consoles would be favorable. And it's, right. it's like you said, it was just a cash grab because you 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 release your next gen and everyone who wants to be first is going to grab it. 
Everyone who wants to mm-hmm. be the cool kid is going to, hey, I need this console. And then, you know, within like a year, two year time frame, you make them feel like the kid who didn't graduate high school by going, oh, but here's the slicker, leaner, more travel compact console. And what the PlayStation a 3 came out with three different versions. Yeah, because what was it? It had the one that was similar to the PS2 where it had the closed top where you like just mm-hmm. push it down. Then it had the one like the traditional PS3 where it's a little slide yeah, button and yeah. it slides over. And then there was another one. I think it was just like straight up it, and pop the disc in or slim. some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So their slim one was just the thinner version of the big one, literally squeezed down. And then the, mm-hmm. the I don't even remember what they call it, but it was like the ultra, ultra slim one was like it was it was you could fit it in your hands. It was lightweight. And the top of it, you slid left to right and popped your disc in the top and closed. That's it. what it was. Yeah. So, I, you know, so you can't say that they don't already know smaller is going to be a selling point. But we, like you said, we already know that they're going to go for they're going for the mu- as much money as possible in a short window as possible. And holiday time is perfect for this because, you know, that's when everybody's going to get ramped up. That's when everyone's going for their upgrades. That's when everyone's going for what's new and what's hot. And you, if you do announce things too seriously, people have time to order down. People have time to be picky about it because then people yep. have time to research people have time to go mm, I don't really care about this feature I don't care about that feature mm, I don't care about that game I don't care about this game but if you do it at such a short window and make it seem like a hot commodity that's going to get sold out people aren't going to research they're just going to see what's hot they're going to say oh shit sounds great and get it not realizing yeah you have this console that now you know can do all this stuff what about your TV can your TV even display that can your monitor right. even display that like you were saying earlier and that's one of my biggest gripes about how people feel about having a true 4k system versus a can go to 4k native versus inauthentic right yeah so we talked about it on a podcast uh, I can't remember who the guest was but <laughs> it's eluding me it right probably now probably was Ashix. I want to say it was Ash. I'm pretty sure it was Ash. But you have people that go out of their way. They buy these. T- they buy these TVs. They're like, okay, I'm buy the TV. It can go up to 1080p, right? That's fine. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I'm gonna buy this Xbox, Xbox Series X model that can go native 4K. But your TV can't handle native 4K, so it dumbs it down. No matter what. Yeah. Your TV is going to dumb down what your system model has. Unless you went out of your way to truly buy that model that will be native for that system. Right? I don't know a lot of people with native 8K televisions that can handle what the Series X and the PS5 are believed to be able to push out. To put that out. 8K. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that bought a TV within the last like year or two have a 4K TV more than likely. Right? Yeah, it's becoming it's not like four. Yeah. Like people are getting rid of plasmas, they're going to smart TVs. Smart TVs are now going from being 1080p or 1080i to 4K. Now you have all these other other features that are going up and 
the market's starting to push for higher grades, right? So you have 8K TVs mm-hmm. worth like four four grand now. Just get a just get this 8K Samsung or some shit like that, whatever your preference is. And then you also have people that are like, hey, I'm super picky on what model TV I buy. I'm not gonna have this um what's a trash ass model TV? I shouldn't say trash, uh... but What's a what's a mediocre TV that you can see and buy like a hundred dollars for like a forty inch RCA? Uh, I use RCA. Uh, RCA, every yeah. Right, you can get that RCA sixty inch for like six hundred, seven hundred dollars, but that Samsung's gonna run you <laughs> double that price, same size. Yeah, because we're boosh. Yeah, it's. Yeah, exactly. That that then you know that's what they're going to feed off of. That's what we're going to feed off. And guys, we're not saying like you know, hey, don't get yourself the Xbox Series X. Not at all. Not at all. We're not saying it's going to be a bad system. Um, just do it, you. Just, I, I, just do you. Do do what makes you happy. This is just you know our view on why they're probably going about things the way they are. Uh, we, we can't. You know, I don't go on the, the whim of assuming that they just don't have a market plan. They have a marketing plan. They have a plan. They know when their sales can skyrocket. And that's all we're saying. We're just, we're just poking into the, you know, why no exclusives when everyone knows exclusives is a thing. Is yep. it going to be detrimental? No, I, <clears throat> I feel they're just taking another approach and it might I, show in their numbers. I feel like we won't know till E3, right? E3 is really mm. going to tell us how the fuck their plans is going to go. Because Again, you have to pick on Microsoft. Think back to the Xbox One. Their E3 launch was, oh, your system has to be on the internet at all times. If you're ever off the internet, you can't play the system because this system is smart, is a smart system. It's going to exclusively run through the internet. You have to make sure it's always Mm -hmm. connected to it because if it's not connected to it, we don't have the right data yeah, to shit. give you the proper. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the right data to give you the proper game gaming experience that you need. What was everyone's initial back? Well, the first initial backlash. First, very first thing someone said. Well, what about the troops? <laughs> first thing people brought up. Mm-hmm. What about the people that are overseas? What about those people it's that a big have a part system? of the gaming market? Yep, huge part. What about what about those people that can't connect to the internet and they just still like to play video games? You're going to sit here and tell me that, oh, you need to be on the internet at all times. You have to connect to it at least once in a 24-hour period. That shit hurt. Honestly, if they wouldn't have yeah. announced that, I could honestly see the Xbox One probably beating out the PS4 those first couple years that it, they were launched. But mm. the second they announced that, people was like, nah, fuck you. What did Microsoft go do? Not even four, not, uh, maybe two months later. Yeah, they fixed they it. They cleaned up. They fixed they it. They cleaned it up. They were like, nah, that's not going to happen anymore, but the damage was already done. So oh, yeah, I feel like bad. them announcing the whole exclusives now was to avoid that long term damage is already done. All mm-hmm. I'm saying is wait till E3. They're still seeing this whole, oh, we're not dropping any exclusives for the Xbox Series X. Then we can really ju- judge sales and shit, right? But yeah. if by E3 they're like, "Oh, nah, we were kidding. We 
are coming up with this series and this series and this series, and we're going to make sure that everybody gets what they want. It's going to be a brand new Forza. It's going to be a brand new Halo. Halo went back to Bungie, all this other shit, like to make make them look like, oh, we're the good yeah. guys of gaming again. Because that's all it was with Microsoft. They won with the 360 because yeah. they were the good guys of gaming. PlayStation was looking like a bunch of dicks because the first thing that got brought up with the PS3 at that time was, oh, now that we have stable internet connections, how would y'all feel about crossplay? What was PlayStation's exact words? Fuck no. Nah. Nope. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Stay to yourself. Nah, yeah. fam. That sounds crazy. And then both systems dropped, everything else. They did all their stuff. And then it became PlayStation. Hey, now how you said about <laughs> that crossplay? What up that with it? Crossplay, though. Nah. Yeah. Nah, y'all all sales. I don't give a fuck. And then, lo and behold, we're back to that full circle agreement because PlayStation now mm-hmm. again was like, well, PlayStation a year ago. Nah, we good on this crossplay tip. We making good money. Y'all just asking us because mm-hmm. y'all hurt. <laughs> yeah, now, it, 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 it'll always hop back and forth. Always. And the thing that a lot of people don't realize with Microsoft is yes, if you're a diehard Xbox fan, a Microsoft fan, we get it. We understand. In America, well, in North America, that system sells. Sells like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exactly. I can tell you for a goddamn fact if you go overseas, if you go to Japan, or if you go to an Asian country, you can go to any gaming store, walk in, and you see minuscule amount of Microsoft advertisement. But I bet you yep. every last dollar in my paycheck, though, you see Nintendo advertisements like it's going out of style. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Because Nintendo is always going to be in its own lane. And in, in terms of hardware, they might, you know, always come in last. But their marketing, their style, they've already established themselves. If PlayStation and Xbox dropped off the face of the earth as consoles or they became one or you know you know the pc just took over nintendo would still have a very strong market and nintendo's market and loyalty is yeah nintendo's market and loyalty is always going to be there because of the fact we've been riding with y'all since the 80s mm-hmm. we've done this we've done this we've done this we are the system that has the most exclusives out of the big three right sony Microsoft and Nintendo. We're the ones with the most exclusives, right? You're not going to change that. It shit ain't going to change. But anyway, no, it's not, it's not stop gonna beating this dead horse. How about, <laughs> how about, about some, Pokemon? <laughs> oh, man. I was about to say, we're going to talk about some things and some, and some changes. This is a kind of a positive change, although I have to say, oh, no, it, I it, think it's, it's a open the door. positive change. It's, it's definitely a positive change. Um, the only reason I say it's going to kind of like most people are like, you know, shut up and take my money because it's Pokemon. Uh, for the first time ever, Pokemon has an expansion pass, an expansion. Oh, that's the part you were going on. I was about to say yeah. something else about that. <laughs> uh, but but I will say 
after watching Pokemon Direct, which guys, it, it came out uh, January 9th. You the can 9th. catch it on YouTube. Just type in Pokemon Pokemon Direct and you can watch the, the whole 20 minute video. It was actually really good, really interesting. Um, it looks like they're trying to build up a world, a Pokemon game world, not only bringing in some of the classics. I mean, the legendary list is ridiculous. They're bringing back Massive. like as far back as like, yeah, they're going all the way back to Gen, Gen 1, 1 and then forward from there. So I'm like, holy crap. Plus, it looks like I won't say they fell into the category of releasing a skeleton of a game and then looking to expand, but it looks like a lot of the features that people were kind of like, eh, I feel like it could have been worked out a little bit better was the whole uh, wild area and Gigamax raid um, formula. And it yeah. looks like they already intended to expand on that, but they didn't want to do too much. Uh, before it looks like they already knew what they wanted to do yeah they didn't want to give right, too right. much from go so the isle of armor uh which will actually drop in june is the first expansion and the crown tundra which drops in november i believe november. Second, yeah, second expansion november. yeah and i must say they look amazing it, it, it's not like a little quick you know, here's some character cosmetics and a couple. No, Pokemon no, it's a whole other realm. It's a whole other place. So it's how it's I amazing. look at it. It's kind of like you know, remember what Silver and Gold did, where they had mm. Johto, and then you yep. go back to Kanto. I feel like that's Kanto. what they did with this. Now with the, this series. This is probably going to be that moment, that weird moment where you're not going to get an updated version of Sword and Shield. It's just going to be that expansion mm. pack, right? So those expansions mm. are literally the updated versions with when you drop both those expansions together, those expansion worlds. And mm. it's Nintendo and they're playing their cards right. What I thought you were going to bring they up are. was the Pokemon game. Oh that! Oh yes, okay, Pokemon Bank. Enough. Fuck you, that. <laughs> oh man. Ooh. Well, first of all, first of all, I wonder My how many Pokemon Go fans Pokemon Bank. are going to be happy. <laughs> shit. If you're a Pokemon Go yeah. fan. Nintendo announced on the ninth with that Pokemon Direct that your Pokemon Bank, any Pokemon that you caught from Gen One to Pokemon Sword and Shield can be traded into Sword and Shield exclusively, including yep. Pokemon Go. So, for those of you yep. that miraculously caught a legendary off rip when Pokemon Go first started, and for those of you that are you're still good. loyal Pokemon Go fans, your gigantic 150 collection of Pokemon that are at at least a decent level, you can trade that from your Pokemon bank in the Sword and Shield boost them up and then trade it back to Pokemon Go. Do you know how devastating that is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they, Nintendo has opened up the, well, Poke, the Pokemon company has opened up so much interconnectivity now that literally they looked at it and they said, how can we keep, how can we make Pokemon not just a niche audience and now expand it to literally everyone? And I mean, people who never even played the handheld, you know, play mobile version of it because it was convenient. It was fun. And, they, and in 2019 was actually its most lucrative year for Pokemon Go. Right. 
Because so you had the announcement of Sword and Shield, right? And then mm-hmm. they were just dropping different generations of Pokemon into Pokemon Go. So now you have all these Fast. people that are like, oh, I am finally learning about Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> let, me, let me go ahead and buy this Switch. Let me go ahead, or if I already have a Switch, let me go ahead and buy this game, play this game, and then, oh, to top it all off, I can add my Pokemon from my Go to my actual game system. This is going to be cake. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, Nintendo did the smart hustle. That's all that was. Nintendo played their cards yeah. right and was like, "Yo, watch me work." And then, yeah, and you know, Superman posing all. Exactly, and you know what? I feel they're doing. I think this is a step to show where they plan to take Pokemon now because uh, Pokemon has officially. I know everyone's like, you know, you, you got to realize Nintendo has not entirely, but indirectly except with their new Nintendo Switch, they're for the most part out of the handheld game halfway. They're, they've got they the have one foot in, in the door. And out. they got and, one foot yeah, in the door. They, they've keeping one foot in the door. But for the most part, I mean, you know, the Switch the Switch can be handheld, but it's The Switch is the best of both worlds. The Switch is the best of both worlds. And Nintendo knew it. And, and Nintendo knew it. And they were very smart about it. But now, by them putting Pokemon on a console like switch they can walk away from doing the whole yearly pokemon release and i could tell that they right. wanted to drift away from that uh with the way they, that they started did. To with sun and moon they exactly um and they just made updated versions of it but you could tell that they were like okay there's got to be a way we can do this without creating a whole brand new game every year and still keep it fresh and now when you have Pokemon Bank connecting to Pokemon Home and then you can play Pokemon Go and then you're playing Pokemon Sword and Shield and then you've got these expansions that's so much content in and of itself that even if you beat even if you beat Pokemon Sword and Shield right now 100% entirely you've got every Pokemon you got your shiny team you got your competitive team when those expansions drop, you have once again barely scratched the surface because now you've got to get yeah. all your original guys into that game. Now you have a reason to play Pokemon Go, catch up in that, mm-hmm. and it's just a circle all over again. And it's amazing. Yep. It's a never-ending circle. That's 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 a lot of and then when people, you know, because you know, some people are dedicated, they're like, all right, I finished all this content and all this stuff. Yes, but you can still do competitive battling. I'm pretty sure they're gonna expand on that. They already talk about wanting to expand on that. Uh yep. 200 plus Pokemon. That's uh, and the way people breed and do competitive stuff. You're starting that over. Well, the, and to make it worse, it's 200 plus Pokemon that are natural to that game. That doesn't include Not, the yeah. 700 plus from Gen One to now. And you know they're going to find a way to squeeze them in somehow. Oh, of course. I mean, if if they've introduced expansion, they could go. Uh, another expansion before even thinking of announcing a second game and for you guys that are wondering well what if I don't want to buy the expansion you're not excluded you are not excluded the trade options are available so if you trade with someone who has the expansion and they say do like a surprise trade they can give you the Pokemon from the islands even if you didn't buy the expansion so you are not isolated you can't it's not like you can't get a Pokemon because you don't have the expansion if you don't want to get the expansion you can't get it right away you can still trade with the people who have the expansion 
and get those Pokemon, which I'm pretty sure means that across the board, there's going to be a free update updating everyone's Pokedex so that, you know, it registers all of that and stuff. And you can still finish the Pokedex without going to the islands. And I know a lot of people think, well, if I can do that, what's the point of going to the islands? Trust me, it is literally a whole different story. Um, The way they detailed it, you actually get to explore the dens. So instead of just you know, launching a Gigamax battle like Sword and Shield has it now, you actually take a team of other players that you usually see just running around the wild, you can barely interact with, you can actually form a team and explore the dens. You find these legendaries to they're, they're just gigamaxing on the fly and you literally are working your way through the den and that's amazing and there's some other character interactions there's new characters that they're introducing there's a whole two different stories I, this is this is going to be something and it's, I think that major. is probably why I think this is probably why in the latest Pokemon games they didn't have a main evil protagonist organization why if you've noticed over the years they've been slowly drifting away from that well i mean they have one but it's not as major as team rocket team magma yeah team Sorry, rocket so team important. magma yeah like team yell and, and your rival is just kind of there <laughs> yeah. yeah team yell is kind of that annoying really there's just annoying yeah um so, they're not world domination giovanni type <laughs> team but exactly. for those of you that don't know, also with your Pokemon Bank, yes, Pokebank does have funds involved. You have to pay to actually get it. However, comma, mm-hmm. if you but once you get it, actually affordable. It isn't it like fifteen bucks or some shit like that. No, I don't even think Pokemon Bank's fifteen dollars to use oh, it. It's, it's really really cheap for like a year. And yeah. But you get access to all your Pokemon from Gen... Was it Gen 3? Yep. Because if you downloaded uh, the re... Not remaster, but the re-releases of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, Gold, and Silver digitally on your DS, they were compatible with Pokemon Bank. Yep. So you could take those Pokemon them in bank so it's the original game so you could do everything how you did it before play those games get those pokemon put them in the bank and yep. just remember it's a one way in one it's one way in they don't come back so just think about that because gen one you couldn't uh breed so make sure you you know you want to send them over there and then yeah. they're there ready to go you're, they're ready to go because i i got my yellow and i got my gold uh so now i have reason to play and that's another thing it's like if you really think about it the expansion this generation of Pokemon with the expansion gives you more than enough to do because now you can go back to those older games start over do everything the way you want to because now you know all the mechanics of those games play them through get those Pokemon and bring in a Pokemon that you want yeah yeah you want to have have your your amazing team you want to have your Mew in Gen 7? Go ahead. Have your Mew in Gen 7. Yeah, knock, knock yourself <laughs> out. Have, a, have at it. Right. Now get yourself a Mew. Or you could spend, the you know, $50 and get yourself a little Pokeball and guarantee yourself a Mew. I never bought it. Uh, I didn't I, buy it. Yeah, I never bought it. Got missed out on that. 
I'm pretty sure you could still order one, but yeah, I, I missed out on that. I'm sure you can. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Po- Pokemon is looking really, really good. That is exciting. And speaking on things to look forward to this year, whoo, a nice list of games coming out this year. I'm gonna, Ooh, I'm not gonna, tell. we're not gonna go down this whole list, but we're gonna, I'm, we're gonna highlight There's the ones three that I we're personally looking there forward to. There is definitely three. There's- um, all right, well, you can, because you're, I know you're ready to go. Persona's definitely Persona 5. Persona. Yeah, Persona 5 is <laughs> my big. So, for those of you that don't know, I have two gaming niches, right? My main love is fighting games, and my second love is Japanese RPGs, so JRPGs. Persona 5, to me, in 2017, when it was released, was probably the best RPG to be released this well, this past decade, right? So, 2010 to 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, 2010 to 2020, right? It fit all the nice classic style of an old JRPG with all the updated, newer styles of combat that people would look for, right? If you were into turn-based combat in an RPG, Persona 5 had it down pat. If you were looking for a slice of life game, Persona 5 had that down pat. If you were looking for ruling crime saga, Persona 5 had that down pat. It was yeah, the best of both. Yeah, it was the best of all those worlds meshed into one. Now, for those of you that missed out on Persona Five, the update is Persona Five Royal. It, yeah, I'm ashamed of you about that stuff too. <laughs> Persona Five Royal for my Persona fans is just like Persona Four Gold. Persona Five Royal is an updated version of Persona Five that does. And that has all the same story as Persona 5, but they added a new character. Well, they added a new playable character. They added more characters to be involved with the story, more confidants, which are pe- the slice of life aspect that you can get from that series. Mm-hmm. They added a new story dungeon and a new Mementos dungeon. The story dungeon deals with palaces of people's hearts. Mementos is a demon world. Not going to go into detail about that. So that's going to be released in March. On so pretty much a that, good way for you guys to catch up if you're like me and haven't played Persona 5 and felt like it was too far gone. <laughs> this is no, your no, way to catch up. Then, Persona 5 sequel, Persona 5 Strike. Or no, is it Striker or... God damn it. Scramble? Are you talking about Scramble? Scramble. 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 Not sure. Sorry. I was thinking of something else. So, Persona 5 Scramble is the actual sequel to Persona 5. Persona, um, this game is similar to how Persona 4 had their Persona 4 fighting game, right? This game is not a fighting game. It is actually an action RPG this time around. So, for those of you that are fans of Dynasty Warriors, Uh, so like high roll, like the high roll warriors kind of type video game, right? Yes, that's exactly what it is, right? Same is co-produced from the Persona company and the high roll warriors company, right? That is the actual sequel to Persona Five. It takes place six months after Persona Five ends, which Persona Five ends in their time frame. Well, in the game's timeline, the actual video game itself, if you beat it all the way through, 
and December 25th, right? Story-wise, well, gameplay-wise, December 25th, story-wise, it ends April 1st, the end of this Japanese school year, right? Um, this game takes place five months after that, so the beginning of the next year. So the students that you play as in Persona 5 are now in the next grade. I want to say they should be sophomores or juniors at that point in time. And it's reintroducing certain aspects that came about. There is a villain that wasn't necessarily taken care of in Persona 5, but I'm not going to go into that much detail because I don't want to spoil that phenomenal game. The next game yeah, I wanted to talk about coming out. Yeah. Yakuza, Yakuza 7, aka Yakuza Like a Dragon. For, <laughs> for those of you that are big Yakuza fans, right? Yakuza series We're made by game, Sega. Not, not, not the real world ones. <laughs> yeah, that, that's for the premium. That's for the premium. <laughs> so, the Yakuza, the Yakuza series, the first, well, the initial six games was a action style beat em up game about the life of a man named Kiryu Kazama. Kiryu Kazama, sorry. He was wrongfully imprisoned. A bunch of things happened. Phenomenal game. It's not phenomenal game. I love that series. I have every last one of those games. Itachi can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. Yakuza 7, though, like a dragon, changes its output. Well, outlook. Instead of it being a action-style beat-em-up, they have now implemented a system to make it an action RPG, a turn-based action RPG. So, for those of you that are, again, into Japanese RPGs, you now have this mature um, slice of life slash crime slash mobster movie fit into one game on top of an RPG. I don't think it has an American release date yet. I haven't heard anything about it because this is definitely a game I have been keeping up with since its initial announcement. Unfortunately, I'll be in Japan when it's released. And for those of you that are like, you're in the land where it's going to be. Yeah, but you know how that works out. You remember what happened every time I bought a Japanese copy of a game? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it, it, all we know is it's coming out this year. And I would say our copy probably will be maybe around holiday time. Mm, because no, if they, get it, it, if like they get it in the beginning, well, well Japan's not out get by it. summer. Or did they already I say get it? Because if, Japan is yeah, getting it three days from now or four days from now. So Comes yeah, out on the probably wouldn't get it until the end of summer. Yeah, but yeah, that's that. That's a that's one that's actually I probably would would peek into and and check out. Uh, my list in, <laughs> which is kind of good because then you guys get a little bit of a of a different uh, uh, view on on the things. I'm a little I'm a little simple with my list. I like my in depth JRPGs. I like my in depth RPGs. But for some reason this year, um. My list it picks are just like everybody else. I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077 just because it's going to I mean, be something. Different. Yeah, that's just because it's going to be something different. It's going to be something fresh that we need. And it's just and it's VR. 
that, that not for the same reasons a lot of people want the VR. Looking at you, ladies, uh, but just because I like the VR experience. Um, but I'm for the the kid in me, Iron Man VR for the PS4. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like that, that sounds could be amazing. dangerous. I feel like you'd be dangerous. I feel though. like for for your surroundings, absolutely. I'm yeah. gonna have to like clear my room when I play that game. Now, what I'm hoping is it's a full game. I'm hope I'm hoping it is not the typical VR game. Um, You're hoping it's not that it's bullshit like Batman game they did. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not like oh mission here, a little bit of this, a little bit, and the game's over. And I'm like, okay, look, can I get a full VR game? I'm I mean I know uh, physically I can't do it all in one sitting. But they try to make these games where you kind of like wind up doing it all in one sitting because it's not that much game. And it's like, right. no, I want a full VR game. Um, so, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, forward to the Iron Man VR. Next, uh, Doom Eternal. I'm a big Doom fan. I've been a Doom fan since I was a kid. So, and True. Doom Eternal looks amazing. Doom Eternal looks amazing. And all I could hope for out of Doom Eternal, and this is probably like people like would go, why would you wish this? I would play Doom again in VR without teleporting. I like the smooth motion. Like No Man's Sky did it pretty good. Uh mm-hmm. I would play a Doom game in VR because it's just so much chaos. But yeah. I mean true. Um, everybody's looking forward to uh Final Fantasy, obviously. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy, yeah, so, and, the Avengers Initiative game. Everybody oh, knows yeah, about that. Absolutely. Everybody knows those are coming out, and people are excited for it. There's no, um, there's no real big excitement to come out on that because you know it's yeah. gonna happen. And you know that we're ready. Um, yeah, but Halo Infinite. My two Halo. Everybody knows about. It. Yeah, all the Xbox people know about their Halo. Uh, they've probably known about yeah. the Halo <laughs> since it was whispered into the, the digital world. But my two, for sure, for sure, that I am tending to deep dive into, The Last of Us Part Two, because when I say I played the shit out of The Last of Us, I, I mean, played I didn't the leave shit a room for a while. The Last, for the Last of Us Part One, Part Two. Yo, I even though I'm a, disappointed, it got pushed back. But you know what? If it got pushed back for good reasons because they wanted to do the game justice, I can understand that. That's why I don't jump on yeah. hype trains for games and their releases until the date is like the day Man. before launch. And I'm like, okay, you can't take it back now. <laughs> so I'm really eager to see what what has happened in, in Ellie's life. Where's Joel? Why is, why is Ellie like... He's in there, but the, the speculation is he's not really there. From the trailer yeah, yeah. being, uh, yeah, like Ooh, my you really look at was, the trailers, you look he's at her interaction, but he's sick. That was my interaction. He, so, I, so there was two. There was two speculations. One of them being, you know, he's there, he's sick. But when you read the little bit of a, the little bit of teasers and synopsis, you're talking about Ellie's path of revenge. Now, any, if anyone who's watched the trailer, so it's not exactly a spoiler because the game's not out. It looks like Ellie's love interest. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name that's in most of the trailer. It looks like she gets captured and looks like she possibly gets, you know, taken away or killed, which could start Ellie's road to revenge. Now, this could be a bit of misdirection. 
on yeah. uh on the studio's part to make people think ellie's out for revenge to avenge her love interest slash friend naughty dog is very good at telling stories um but if you ever played the last of us you know joel is a big part of ellie's life the reason she is you know who she is the reason she was able to get through a lot of it is because she had joel and joel had her they were yep. a dynamic they literally just established a father-daughter relationship and it showed that you know at the end of the last of us uh joel pretty much became the villain there was a way to say save the humanity. villain i wouldn't say the villain but yeah he pretty much had a fuck you moment and before well, someone's like the only reason oh I my say, god spoiler this game came out in 2013 i don't care about your villains out, yeah point. the game came out so long yeah the game came out so long the reason I say he became the villain and reason we would relate to it is because we played the character. We felt the bond. Right. We helped establish a bond from the first five minutes of the tear jerking when his oh, actual daughter died in his hey, arms. Hey, hey, come on, man. Don't bring that up. With him. <laughs> Look, yeah. we, we sympathize with him. So, of course, when it came to saving Ellie, we were like, yo, as a father, fuck I'm y'all. Two. I'm saving my daughter. But when and you look at it from the bigger picture, yeah. But when you look at it from the bigger picture of one life to possible, we'll say thousands, maybe maybe millions. We don't know how many people are left in the world of you know the Last of Us. Yeah, uh, one girl's life could have saved everyone, taking them yeah. out of the situation Should've. they're in. Um, that's the reason I say technically. You were the hero that it, to, to play on the old the line from, and I'm gonna I'm gonna really just poke at Burn right here because he's gonna he's gonna want to smack me through the screen. Uh, I know to what you're gonna say. To play on his favorite movie trilogy, the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight series. <laughs> he's ready to smack me. You either you either die the hero live long enough to see yourself become the villain and that's exactly what happened to Joel he became the villain he became the villain so. um, but I'm really eager to see because what I think happened this is my theory I'm thinking I'm thinking that the experience will be purely Ellie and maybe switch to a character when she becomes indisposed in certain situations uh because I'm feeling from the trailer after Ellie obviously massacred the people she was after and she was playing the guitar and then Joel shows up I'm thinking she's already lost Joel I'm thinking she's already lost Joel because look at the for someone either she found out what he did and I don't see him hiding that from her after she's you know because she's no, gonna wake up she's so gonna ask, she that already was asked the question and left Naughty her on a Dark has said that he hasn't told her Naughty Dog came out and was like but once again, Joel has not uh, stated but again Naughty Dog is notorious for exactly you know, switch I mean, but Capcom said I the do, demo for Resident Evil 7 had nothing to do with the main game and then ta-da you wound up right in like the first 10 minutes going through <laughs> through the cabin yeah. from the, then the demo so, I mean, because if you just look at her emotion on her face in any of the trailers, she's already dealt with something that makes her not, you know, she's not happy. She looks like she has trust right. issues on her face. 
So Whoa. something broke her trust. Something broke her heart. And the only thing I can, I can think of is it involving Joel. Yeah, I can see some at some point in the game, Joel said, "Hey, look, I fucked up. I done goofed." <laughs> you know, those, you know I, the, I the whole big adventure we had. Mm-hmm. I kind of killed everybody to make sure you stayed alive. And then Ellie go, yep. "Well, what the shit, Joel?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and causing them to possibly part ways, but like I said, but this, I don't is, this think is all theory. Dead. This is all speculation, right? That would I don't be see good, Joel being. You know what? Dead. That would be a twist. That would be a yeah. twist, or give us the illusion that he is until somewhere deeper in the game. And and all, I, I mean, I have so many things that they could do with this because remember, just like I said, watch yourself become the villain. What if Joel is the main antagonist? Or becomes the main antagonist. I can see that more than Joel being dead. I, yeah, you know, yeah. The more I think about it, I could see Joel becoming the main antagonist. Uh, just, just along, and then she literally having to go against, you know, a man who who helped raise her, helped teach raise her to her. survive. Yeah, because you gotta so, remember, in Ellie's backstory, she really didn't remember her parents. The only person she really did yeah. remember was. The girl that she came out to that ended up dying. Mm. That sad that ass. That ended up dying if you played the, yeah, if you played the uh, DLC. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, we could go into that one. That, that's going to be an interesting oh, game. And then uh, Resident Evil Three. Guys, if you did not play the Resident Evil Two remake, you're doing yourself a great disservice. A huge disservice, especially if any bone in you has interest in horror games <laughs> Resident Evil 2 was a phenomenal remake the Resident Evil 2 remake, amazing it, it was the, 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 the character designs perfect, the amount of the amount of gore was just horrifying and I've never felt so scared in my life except even after beating the game multiple times not even just oh, multiple times and on hard, Mr. X is still one of the scariest fucking things hmm. to me because that man, that thing, it, you just hearing him clomping through the halls and thinking you're safe and you open a door and he's just standing there. It's just like just horrifying. And now we're going to get Nemesis. Oh, yeah. In, in Resident Evil 2 remake fashion. Oh, my gosh. And there's no it, what the is it? Gonna it just Jill. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a bad in a good way. It's going to be so bad in a good way. I am super pumped for that. Eat those, fuckers. those are on my, my radar for, for 2020. Um, I am, I'm just super pumped for these games. They're just going to be really good. There's a, there's a whole list of stuff, guys. There's like, there's a list of like 30 games to look forward to, but those were our picks. Those are the ones that are on our radar. I would definitely say check them out and you can play a lot of these on the console you already have so it's not like you have to run out and get yourself a playstation 5 you don't have to run out and grab yourself an xbox series x unless that's your thing and you want every game that we stated that's coming out with the exception of yakuza 7 all those are coming out before the new gen consoles come out so there you go Mm -hmm. you already have the console more than likely 
Go ahead, shell out that sixty dollars that more likely you're gonna have to shell out and call yep. it a day. Yeah. All right. Or so don't. For our final I'm not thing, your daddy. <laughs> I'm not your daddy. But our final thing, something a little bit different here. Uh, and I, I only brought it up because someone suggested it in my in my Discord. Um, of, and he's he's really big into tech. Uh, it says tech show. I never dabbled into what they do. So for you you guys don't know, says uh, tech show is pretty much where you can see some very niche technology um, stuff. That's it. Some of it is on the market and some of it isn't on the market. Yes. Some of it's on in prototype, but it's technology. You just don't find anywhere. It's not something you can Amazon. It's not something you would even think to Google. And there was some interesting things at oh, yeah. the says tech show for for this year so far and some of them are pretty normal like the uh, Jabra Elite Active 775T earbuds that's a long name for whatever reason for like $180 um, they pretty much look like Apple pods uh, looks like they have the same concept of being able to be charged in their case uh, but one of them yeah. that really piqued my interest and I just had to, I have to say this was humorous the mystery <laughs> the TV by- Robo no, no, no. So the toilet paper robot, that was a funny one. That's a funny one. For you guys that want to know, there's a robot now that in an emergency, if you need toilet paper, it will bring you toilet paper. I don't know how it's going to get through the door because I keep my bathroom door closed when I'm on the throne. But it will. its whole purpose is to bring you toilet paper. Sometimes you got to let the stank out. <laughs> and it was made by Charmin. <laughs> that's, Again, that's amazing. Sometimes you just got to let the stank out. But but apparently some people also need that good toy in their private time, and that's where the mystery vibe Poco Smart Vibrator comes in. Gender neutral smart sex toy that lets you create custom vibration patterns. Hello. But, hey, do you? Says tech, dude. I ain't mad. Says tech. But do you? It's it's seventy dollars apparently. So I mean, there you guys go. You can rewind that if you want to get yourself a gender neutral vibrator and, and for those of you that are serial pack. stalkers there's the limb off-grid people tracker for 249 oh yeah i forgot about the i forgot about the people tracker i forgot about that like why right. oh you know what i know that their purpose probably was originally supposed to be for like parents to put on their kids <laughs> to use for their kids but you know doggone well that that is going to just backfire. That that idea probably won't get very far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those who like fanny packs, I if you what if you had a fanny pack that could recharge your electronic devices while they're sitting in there? You got the Ampere wireless charging fanny pack for one hundred twenty dollars. Literally, put your phone into the special <laughs> pocket and it uh and it charges it for you. I mean, Girl, I feel that that one's actually kind of good. Yeah, I feel that I one's actually kind of good. Never in my life. Yeah, you know, so here's Rather the thing. Right here's the thing. You, it de- I think it depends on how you wear the daggone thing. I mean, from the no. picture I'm looking at, it's a guy wearing it, and he's wearing it across uh-huh. his chest. I mean, in an emergency, wow. if, if, he, if we Listen. were all stuck out in the middle of nowhere, he's probably the only person that would have the charged phone and be like, dang, at least one of us didn't care and had fanny packs to charge our phones. My experiences of seeing people with fanny packs have been one of two ways. 
good old 1980s had it down by your waist, having colorful shirts, and looking like you either A, sold drugs, or B, had a pocket protector. Right? Or my brother in law, who used to wear a wizard hat and a fanny pack together. I don't have good experiences with fanny packs. Like I said, a wizard hat and a. This man had a wizard hat, a cape, and a fanny pack. Ever wanted to be ashamed of somebody? There you go. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, our yeah, old buddy that has. had the Kingdom Hearts Keyblade with the Koski mask. Running around uh, saying. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's a premium topic. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that, we'll say that for a premium topic. I know there was a lot of weird stuff also shown at uh, at the CS uh, Tech Show. I think they got another show. They're making their way around the world because what is it? They. Yeah, because we covered the uh, the toilet paper robot. I don't understand uh-huh. the headless robot chicken or kitten. That just sounds scary. It does. Um, the rolling virtual assistant sounds by title helpful. Uh, the only thing is, I I feel like why why do you need it on wheels? Um, why, why does it have to be adventure? On wheels? Adventure. Uh, okay. All right. Adventure. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, whatever. Whatever floats the boat. I guess. Uh, but just sure. just wanted to touch on touch on that. There's a lot of little niche uh, events that happen around the world that uh that, uh we might actually start you know poking into for you guys, especially in the tech world. I know there's a lot of expos and stuff that happen. Um, so we, we'll definitely be diving deep into that. But before we let you guys go today, uh, just just wanted to give a shout out several shout outs actually i wanted to give a big shout out to all of my patreons you guys are the reason that this show has made it from season one to season two thank you everybody in the two dollar tier five dollar tier ten dollar tier you guys are amazing i have nothing but love for all of you guys so if you are thinking about supporting the podcast please 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 when you find the show click the subscribe button leave a review of the show and if you really want to help support it check us out on patreon uh at patreon.com forward slash atachi 266 it would really help out the show because i want to be able to do a lot more for you guys as time goes on but before i forget uh, a huge shout out to gaming ulysses who earned their 8,000 points on my Twitch live stream and redeemed them for their shout out. Thank you so much for being a (laughs) good old Yuli. Thank you so much for being a loyal follower, a loyal viewer and redeeming those points for your podcast shout out. Here is two future shout outs for you, Yuli. Thank you so much. Looking forward to streaming for you again, buddy. Uh, and for our, our little little bit wrap up here, um, guys, don't forget to check out your exclusive podcast. Also, if you're a Patreon, Pandora's Box. I think we just did. I want to say it was episode three or four. It was I, episode three. I'm really bad with numbering those. Yeah, I'm really bad with numbering them. Um, but yes, guys, make sure I if you subscribe at the two dollar tier now, you have access to the exclusive podcast. For just two dollars a month, I say that is a great deal. 
that is a great deal guys so make sure you check it out also spread the word about the podcast spread the word about the live streams check out the website itachi266.live for updates news and information anyway guys we are in season two and this was episode one i love you guys stay safe out there and we will catch you all on the next podcast have a good one everybody night everybody ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 